So you think you are taking a was that fun employment? Yeah. Fun employment. Should I love it? Welcome to Designated Crying Area, a protocol podcast where we discuss the weighty and not so weighty issues of our time. I'd like to introduce our guest for today. We have uh, Benjamin, Mr. Miyagi Lee. Hello, hi. Yes, glad, we have glad to be our. Here. Oh, sorry, I just cut you off. Uh. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we have Alani, our intern. Hi. Hi, and mom. <laughs> I'd like to thank my mother. Yeah. And we have Renny, our associate art director. What's up, what's up? I think we are good and ready to start crying. So actually, we are here to talk about the recent Rice Media video that mm-hmm. has gone kind of viral, although I just saw on YouTube. And it talks about Gen Zs and millennials in the workplace. In fact, it, it was interesting because they, they kind of parked Gen Zs as one segment yeah, and, millennials yeah. and then and millennials as <laughs> and boomers together la, and, and uh, I, we just need to stay on the record uh, Benjamin and myself we are Gen Xers la, yes. so mm. not exactly boomers, boomers yeah and so, I wouldn't consider myself part of like the boomer group also la, I of course like. <laughs> no as in like yeah. you know their conversation in like Rice Media is like they separate Gen Z's and everyone else you know what I mean but like I have my own opinion on it you know and of I wouldn't course. be considered. Yes. Yeah. And we're here to find I mean. out what their opinion is. La. Oh, we, we should also state, right? Uh, we are all kind of different age. Mm-hmm. A very nice age range uh, representation we have here. Mm-hmm. Ben is in uh, his... Uh, mm, uh, very early 50s. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm in my very <laughs> early 40s. Very, I am just... I'm um, hitting the 30, the big three. Just. Like, just, I mean, recently. Yes, I, yes. I am 19, a baby in oh, everyone's God. eyes. Oh, you didn't even make, make 20. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 20, okay. okay. Right okay. smack in uh, uh, the Gen Z zone. Adulthood. Hey. You know, like, in the video, they'll hold up the different placards, right? So, the first one is, is working outside office hours acceptable? So, so uh, for the record, also, I'm I'm the boss here, like, in a way. Business owner, right? running the, the, the creative shop. So so I clearly have my, my point of view also, mm-hmm. uh, which may not be exactly the same as mm-hmm. the boomer dude, but uh, <laughs> maybe we should start with uh, the, the ladies first. Uh, Alani, what, what do you think? Um, I mean, it's called overtime pay for a reason. If you work uh-huh. outside, of, outside of like working hours, give me overtime pay maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. intern don't have, right? <laughs> yeah. Hi guys, I'm an intern. Here's my GoFundMe. Thank you. So, so I, I, I think maybe, maybe to jump in, like from a business owner standpoint, it, it basically you are paid for your time. Mm. I mean, actually, whether it's a, from a business owner standpoint, so wherever you, you know, time you have spent on your job, you are paid la, according to to that. So, I, I think, uh, to me personally, that is fair. The only thing is once you start looking at uh specifically overtime, right? Meaning. Mm. 6.30 and beyond or 6 mm. o'clock and beyond then then we will also then start to scrutinize like the, the entire duration like, of the day right you know what I mean right right like yeah. how fast are you actually doing your job yeah what actually not even that like now it's a bit strange because hybrid right but mm. when we used to do office official office hours mm-hmm. uh, quite honestly like you have people coming in uh, maybe not exactly on the dot right mm. so you know and then in between a little bit, a like, couple of hours here and there, especially remote working. Mm. I, I think we, we give a lot of flexibility like, to how you want to manage this. Uh, and that, that that I think was the point of the guy also. A little bit, I don't know, I don't want to speak for him and 
Actually, I also don't want to bunch myself up with him. But yeah, like. <laughs> well, he seemed pretty uh, set in his in his ideas mm, yeah. as to what should be proper working hours or even proper working. So I think that, I mean, there's been a shift, especially with the pandemic, as to what should be. The, I mean, we've learned new things, right? Yeah, definitely. And I like you mentioned about flexibility and I think that's really important for all of us to have like in a company setting, you know, as employers, you like need to understand like flexibility looks differently like for everyone else. Like yeah, you're right. We sometimes we are more kind of productive at a certain like evening, yeah. for example. And yeah. that's on ourselves also, like our own time management. Yeah. So I think over time to me kind of like uh, it's like you do all this work and then you have extra things that you have to do. Um, maybe if we have to rush out something by the same day. Mm. Then that one to me, if like the question was, um, what if you want to leave work, but then suddenly something comes up? Mm. Mm. And that to me, I think is overtime. So we're allowed to say no. Yeah. Right. But yeah. also... What does that mean yeah. for the company? If like I, I find that me sitting here puts a lot of pressure on you guys. Okay, like, okay, like, <laughs> yeah, you're trying like be as honest no, no, no. as you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I think for Alani at the <laughs> infancy of your working life, right? What do, what do you think should be the future of work arrangements? Uh, I mean, for me, I feel like working hours shouldn't be di- dictated like nine to five on the dot because some people get more productive as like the day goes on like mm-hmm. for example I like to I like to start doing work about 4pm if I'm at home like mm-hmm. working from home or if I'm doing school work right we're not judging it uh. yeah, 4 <laughs> so 4pm to like 2-3am that's my most productive times then I'll sleep through the day but then obviously we have to stick to a 9-5 to schedule so it's a bit difficult being productive when like everything has to be out by the end of the day mm-hmm. so for me over time I, I don't know I just work all day, yeah. all night, all day, all night. And, and, well, that, I mean, that was the challenge of the pandemic, right? Where yeah. like, you're just at your comp. Correct. Man, so just check the emails. It was tough, like, you know, like when we were doing this the, the, the past couple of years, just being able to manage that, right? What, what Alani said was actually very interesting. If you, your most inspirational hours, say mm. for instance, is from 4pm until 2am mm. to 3am, right? Yeah. And great, you do your best work there. But unfortunately, the type of work that we do does not allow us to do that all mm. the time. And it's not because we need to set a structure. Mm. It's because we are in a collaborative environment. Yeah. Not everybody's going to be with you at the same hours yeah, yeah. with the same and thing. And I think a lot of the stuff that happens here in like agency especially, uh, for example, uh, we have a post going up, like National Day Post. You know, as an ad agency, we want to go, you know, all these like time frames, right? And we mm. want to hit it. So, uh a lot of our teammates um, try to work through the weekend just so that they don't have to face all these pressures mm. uh, when it's down to like, you know, Monday, you yeah, know, for example. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, I can go home and like, or like go out and do my thing today and not do work because it's after hours. Right? But then I'll come back the next day and I'll worry about all those things because maybe I could have done it like earlier yesterday, even mm. though it's after hours, but now I have to struggle and then, yeah, that's yeah. kind of the main okay. issue. It's tough lah because in a way, I, I, I can understand that the work never ends. Uh. Mm. I mean, that's the truth, right? The work never ends in that in that sense. Yeah, I, I agree. So the work never ends. The work is always going to be there. Yeah. I think I offer a different perspective. I've been, I, I was a freelancer, as you know, for 20 years before joining the advertising world. Mm. So there was no, not so much of a structure in my life. No such thing as overtime. I worked, not say whenever I liked, 
But whenever I was most productive or something in uh, suddenly strikes me, oh, I got this great idea. I get to work immediately. So there's no set hours here and there. Lah. So I think coming into an agency structure and having a, a workplace structure, nine to five, as mm. you can imagine, right, was something strange to me, unusual. But I like that kind of structure. It, it set boundaries as well. And, and I like the benefit of the boundaries it set. Lah. So do you think boundaries or some kind of demarcation is good? I mean, we're... we're this possibly will segue nicely back yeah. into what we're talking about, like your wellness yeah. Yeah. in terms like of your person. Yeah. yeah, social life and everything like mm. that. Yeah. Okay, so so two things here. La. One I feel is you should be valued for your time straight up, right? Now what that time zone looks or time frame looks like, whether it starts at 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. or 9 to 5, I guess the reality of the workplace is you you can have some flexibility, mm-hmm. but the point is you, you should be valued for your time. lah. I think pressure is going to be there all the time, yeah. unavoidable. Yeah. So it's a matter of how we deal with that pressure. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the one of the ideas that the guy on the on the Rice Media video was trying to get at. Yeah. It's like uh, boomers yeah. and Gen Xers can deal with pressure better than mm. Gen Zs. Mm. Is that true? Yeah, okay, so we have a list of questions or topics that they talked about, right? Uh, which I guess a nice segue to, towards that, right? Gen Z employees cannot handle work stress, workplace stress, which to me is a very leading statement. You are, you are, it's declarative already. Mm-hmm. Cannot means cannot, right? Think about it this way. You guys have years of experience, yeah. like, compared to me. This is literally like my second, yeah. third yeah. month here. Of course, like, I'm not going to be as used to the, to the stress and the pressure as yeah. like, you guys have been like what, 20 years yes, in yes. this industry. So, so then the question is, how do we get to this state of being uh, able to cope? It's because we we, we, we went through it. La. Push down the emotions deep and ignore them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Re- repression. <laughs> <laughs> the great repression. Maybe, perhaps. Interestingly, that might be an issue worth deep diving into <laughs> on <laughs> another episode. But uh, no, that, I'm joking aside. La, uh, I think pushing away and ignoring the fact that is that there is pressure is not the way to deal with it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Not grin and bear it. So I think... When uh, the older generation talk about resilience, right, it's framed wrongly. I think the other day I was talking mm-hmm. about it. I, I I strongly believe resilience means recognizing that okay, I'm burning out. I need to take a step back, and that's actually a very brave decision to say, I'm not at peak performance. I better do something about it. Recognizing it, dealing with it, yeah. and then coming back stronger. That is true resilience. It's not plowing through die die must do yeah. it's like going into a, a, a football match with a with a twisted ankle you're not mm. going to be able to do it yeah, yeah. yeah. you're yeah. not performing at 100 la, basically which is true like you know if I have a lot of stuff on my plate I would like to take a day off uh, just like you know my time off and just do my own like thing that makes me uh, kind of like refresh yeah and then come back I know I'm going to face the same like uh, workload I know I'm gonna you have all shit. this you know, all this shit <laughs> yeah. the next day but like at least today I get to feel like you know I still have my time and like <laughs> I can do my own thing to me that's what it means uh, for you know Gen X uh, sorry Gen Z's or even millennials myself to kind of like yeah no I, I want boundaries and these are my yeah. boundaries and I know it's gonna be hard mm. But at least, you know, I have my own time. And I feel like, I don't know, what. how do you guys deal with that, like, currently in, yeah. in this economy? I think the question would be, I mean, in more in line with Alani's point, right, is mm. how do we used to do mm. deal with it yeah. at 
your age, right? Because yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. also an intern before also, right? Yeah, yeah. How do we handle it? La? Honestly, I think... Um, so there are a couple of facets to this. La. We really didn't have the option to express this point of view. So that, that is just a fact. La. Now, whether that is right or not, I, I don't believe so, la, right? Mm. It is the right thing to do to articulate it, uh, express your anxiety or stress levels, and then take a break if necessary. Mm. Uh, the truth is, at that point, I mean, this is for me, 2000s, 2005, their option is not there. You just have to get it done. Then you figure out your own coping mechanisms. Mm. The flip side to that is, because of the absence of options, you then have to figure out, really sit down and figure out your own coping mechanisms, which I, I think if I may really just be candid, like maybe something that Gen Z's like a little bit hmm. because they have that option to like, okay, I'll, I'll just take a break. So they never find it in, that, in themselves. And I'm speaking very general, I mean, I'm generalizing here la, to figure out coping mechanisms mm -hmm, because yeah. this will recur, you see. Yeah. It, it will not be, you can take a day off, but... If you don't like battle your demons, so to yeah. speak, la, then you don't build up that resilience also. So uh, truth is always somewhere in the middle, right? I guess. Yeah. I guess, you know, it, it's the same as if uh, you're dealing with something really tough and you try to hide it and you, your coping mechanism or your your coping activity could be heavy drinking or mm. something. Yeah. Then it's the same situation. La. So yeah. you think you are taking a, what's that? Fun employment. Yeah. Fun employment. You know, taking a, a sabbatical. Well, I think words like that were never in in our vocabulary when we when we first started out. Mm. I think I, I still remember very strongly my first job in Singapore and my coping mechanism was to lose my temper. I literally flipped tables. Mm. Yeah, I think they had to bolt a lot of furniture to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, set back this yeah, yeah, that was it. That was how I dealt with it, and then it was put out to the open as well. Lah. Um, and, and the thing is that we need to, I feel we need to pay attention and give these what we call demons the, mm. the, the attention they deserve before we actually can actually you know ask them to okay, now that I've seen you, you can now leave and leave me alone and I can do my work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So that's the thing about mental health that mm. uh, we don't pay enough attention to. And I, I would be lying if I didn't think that, okay, there are some people among us who, because the conversation has shone the spotlight on mm. mental uh, uh, wellness, right? Mm. That people think, okay, I am symptomatic. I think I'm suffering from something. And so yeah. I, I'll just put my hand up and say, okay, I need a mental health break. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But may not may or may not be true. Who's going to say that your diagnosis, self-diagnosis is correct? Yeah, yeah, I get where he's coming from. Like, yeah. Okay. So I, I understand that part because I think Kelvin and myself also agree that sometimes we think, okay, this person is okay, questionable. I don't know whether it's real or not. Mm -hmm. But how do how do we then approach it as, as management? Yeah. Right? right. It, it, do we give benefit of doubt and say, okay, you know what? We, we should really do something about it. So we're mm -hmm. still trying to figure that part out. Yeah. So like, um, how would you consider that, you know, is it real or not? Like, mm. how, how do you see it? Maybe like you want to ask for proof, that's right? The, yeah. That's the problem, you see. We don't even dare to ask, to be yeah, honest. But like, um, yeah. Maybe that could kind of like, you see it in a way where, okay, they're doing really great um, mm. when they're actually working, you know, mm, they're doing mm, mm. a diligent job. And if they request for like a mental health day or something, then I don't know, I feel like it's deserving. Yeah, for sure. 
you know, this is some something that I always fear having to make a decision on, to be honest. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because what, what if it comes to a place where it, they're, they're to, to the point where they can't yeah. perform their job? What mm. do we do? Right? Yeah. I mean, mental health being one, I would even say physical health is another consideration. Like, and I actually that did some research. Mm-hmm. Most companies let the employee go after a certain stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So how? Yeah. yeah. We should move on. So, I, there, there was one statement there which I think I kind of know the answer to but uh, one of the statements held up was we should be loyal to ourselves and not our company. I know I'm seated here but please speak as honestly to that as you, you feel you should. Yeah. Okay, I'm that meme with it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or the Homer one where back into the bushes. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's this comment on that YouTube. Why should I die for a company that will hire someone as soon as I die? Something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why should I sacrifice myself that much for a company that ultimately cares for me as only a money-making tool? Right, so right, there's no, right. Like, there's no empathy between the right. company and the employee. I mean, that's quite a, a, in a way, a cynical view lah, because yeah. there are workplaces that are caring. However, my point is, to me, it's clear lah. Mm. You, the individual should, you should always prioritize yourself. yourself company. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. like no question yeah. to me. That's why I felt like the answer was, it was a leading statement. Us, la. La. Yeah. 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 And I yeah. feel like you've also yeah. mentioned this before, like uh, you don't like to call our company like family. Family, yes. Because yeah. like, I mean, family is a bit, you know, toxic, right? You know, <laughs> like because we're family, yeah. why wouldn't you do this for me? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because we family, what? Yeah. But it's true, I, I, I really resonate with it. Yeah. Like, we're all And you can't choose your family, like, but this one you can choose, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Now I also stop saying that already, <laughs> your fam. I, I think it can be symbiotic in a sense where yeah. it's a nice environment, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, uh, you have a good time here, but, but obviously not at the risk of your own well-being, yeah. La, yeah. right? And, and the truth is, I, I do run a business. It, mm-hmm. it is at the end it of the day. Business. A yes. business, yeah. right? Now we can make the business as human and humane as possible, la, but it yeah. is still a business. At the end of the day, yeah. we want uh, results. Pace too. yourself, don't dive don't and it's it's tough, you see, because when you are in an environment, you, there's some emotional buy-in, and you like the people, mm-hmm. you like the culture. Yeah. Uh these days I have to tell people like you gotta pace yourself, you know, like it's fine, have your own life outside of work. I think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. But, and that's not to say that we don't have a shared purpose. La. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, one of the reasons why I joined this company was because I found that the company's values was aligned with mine. So mm-hmm. there's a shared purpose, shared journey, the, the work that we do, there's a shared desire to do excellent work in this particular field. Yeah. yeah. So you feel that bond between your colleagues because of that. And, and that's about it. It's not the same as family, family or yeah. your, your loved ones or your friends. I mean, of course, you love your colleagues and all that, but the kind of accountability to each other is because you share this purpose. You want mm. it to be achieved. And, and and that's it. I think that therein lies the boundary. La. Hey, this one is fun. I think this is the one with some contention. Okay, and with this, we can close. La. Uh, ranting about your workplace on social media is acceptable. Please debate. <laughs> Alani, go first. Yeah. First and foremost, have you done it before? Uh, Okay. I would say don't do it publicly because obviously someone's going to find out. I mean, like, we already got some colleagues following me. If Mm. they see it, then they're obviously going to, like, maybe come up to you and tell you. So, like, yeah, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Do you you want to get in trouble? Mm -hmm. Um, But then, in some cases, you do need to rent and sometimes you do need to do it online because you don't have anyone in person. So, I would say... (laughs) 
So if you have a private account with like very little followers, okay. I would say that's okay because it's limited to within your circle who mm-hmm. aren't even your colleagues or Right, right, right. But then again, like you don't want to, you don't want to create a bad rep for that like company or that work. Yeah. yeah. My staunch belief is that you shouldn't put anything out, mm. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a version of bullying. You're mm. bullying your superior. You, you, you know, you're calling the person out, mm. and there's no such thing as a private account. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna. Someone's gonna see it. Yeah. yeah. So if you have some thoughts and everything, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Don't even, don't even write it down. <laughs> yeah. I think I was I was definitely maybe a bit more sensitive seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely more sensitive in the earlier years lah, to comments like that. Uh, sometimes people will send me screenshots and I feel like hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. But over time I've come to realize like it is not bizarrely, while the comment might be personal, it's not really personal and it's also not the full measure of how they really feel in many mm-hmm. cases. So I, I, I kind of it's just like accept in the that la, you know, like uh in, in some cases really they have no one to talk to. Mm. It's it's there, their fingertips just whack one tweet or especially it's Twitter, like a right? Release. Yeah. yeah, or yeah. IGS and, and you know it's cathartic in a certain way. So I, I've come to accept that and be okay. La. And, and, but, but really, in the initial stage, I was like, figuring out how to navigate it. Should I follow you guys? Should I unfollow? If I follow, does it mean I want to stalk you? If I don't follow, does it mean I don't want a relationship? Mm. Very tough. La. That's why you notice my Instagram handle is like version 3, right? I don't <laughs> delete how many. I rebooted it a few times. Trying to figure out how to do this as a boss, la, you know? So that's one. La. Uh, the second thing is, to me, the, the renting, I mean, it's, it's very nice like, to consider the company, your career, but I, I feel like my opinion is the person that it makes, the entity that it makes, you know, the, the, the worst perspective of is the person doing it. I Yourself? don't know. It doesn't feel yeah. good. Like, yeah. like, like you just, oh man, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess best practice is don't avoid do doing don't it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, don't you dare. That said, I have this bizarre thing also, right? Because I know, I understand this expression. Uh, so yeah. I have a, yeah, you don't try and find it, okay? I have a Twitter account with zero followers and uh-huh. I will just rant Yeah, I mean, it's like bloody. literally yeah, it's like a diary. Into the it's like into the void. So it is a diary. It is, yeah. So you kind of need that, right? The only problem now is the diary, if you choose to make it public, it's open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It literally is. So I think it's human nature to need to express it to correct mm-hmm. yeah somewhere r slash am i the asshole yeah, right yeah you know uh, <laughs> r slash anti-work also right yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that yeah and we should conclude in some form of fashion uh what was what was it aristotle like uh made a quote behold the chicken oh sorry behold the man <laughs> behold <What? laughs> are we on the same page <laughs> i know you had gepre and uh, for lunch. So so the idea is that every generation will criticize the next law. Mm. It has happened in perpetuity yeah. and cool. like the new generation is more disrespectful. They flex or whatever. Gen X has been there before. Maybe boomers, I don't know lah. Maybe they didn't ever get that, that they were never in that space, right? Mm. But every generation will think they are better and because they have also gone through the maturation process lah. Like... Mm. You you fucked up lah over the yeah. you know years and then yeah. you learn and then you become better and mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. part of it. What, yeah. So I, I I feel this whole divide thing. I don't know lah. I think yeah. it's it's a matter of uh, switching your attitude lah. For me is okay. So one of the things that my fellow, uh, 
I was gonna say Puma. I'm not a Puma. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not bad. No, yeah. <laughs> Don't cross over. Yeah. yeah, I feel as if I have a lot to learn from the younger generation, and I yeah. see that in my son. He surpasses me in so many ways, mm. and so I I ask him about things. I'm genuinely curious about their perspectives on stuff. How do they come to, or how do you guys come to conclusions about stuff? much faster than I do. I want to know. Seriously want to know. Yeah. Like how do you figure things out quicker than I? So these are the things that I think the older generations all can learn mm-hmm. about the shortcuts we take. So it's, it's, it's how each generation gets better. And, you know, like I was telling Calvin, I'm going to live to at least 100. So <laughs> i got to figure out this life thing. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So I don't know, not to be corny, but I, I, I really don't feel like there's much that separate us at the end of the day mm. uh maybe partly technology social media definitely plays yeah. a part but and dance styles I don't yeah know. dance <laughs> styles the channels uh but yeah one but not the same lah how do we conclude this? Uh? What's the name of this well, podcast again? Yeah, oh, right. Crying 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 now is when yeah. we cry. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I think we can round up this podcast by uh maybe inviting anybody who is interested to uh, suggest the next topic that will be worthy of the title Designated Crying Area. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like and subscribe.